Hey everybody, Toddy jumping in here real quick. It's a shorter episode this week, so I feel the need to do some good housekeeping stuff while I have the time. If you haven't done so already, go to www.facebook.com. That's right, facebook.com. You have a personal page on there. We all do. In that search bar, type Thrifty Podcast. We're going to pop up. If you haven't done so already, please like the show. We're hovering around 600 likes. And for those of you who have liked the show, thanks a lot. The easiest way to get Thrifty Podcast is to go to thriftypodcast.com. That's where the shows you can download, you can stream. Hit subscribe, and when the show drops, it's going to go right to your phone or any other mobile device, including a computer, if you have one of those still. You'll get the show as soon as it comes out. That way you can share it with your friends even earlier. Am I right? Okay, everybody, sorry about this. On with the show. Hey, Roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week on the show, I invite a friend to thrift by my side. We gather a haul, we drag it back to the studio, and tell you all about it. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Now, I did my homework on this, YouTube.com. What am I? What was the that? Halloween episode of Todd's a Zombie. No, no, I'll, I'll give it another go. I think it's got to be more like guttural. guttural. Yeah, you know like, what I'm trying to like go the, for? Like the... Like that? Uh, but I was just trying to go off there. the you, the YouTubes, the YouTubes of it. How many uh, how many minutes did you spend watching <laughs> videos of this animal make noise? Forty five seconds twice. Forty five seconds twice, and I tried to mimic it. So um, yeah, folks, for Maybe three or four times next zero time. of you who got this, <laughs> that was a jaguar. That was my jaguar impression. It's a very jaguar centric bit, rawr. yeah. All dedicated to Todd's football rawr. hero. My football hero. Um, welcome everybody to another chapter of my audio thrifting diary. I'm here with Josh, co-host back in action. Took a week off. Yeah, let some fresh blood come through. But yeah, back around and we went out thrifting. It had been a while. It's but been a while since we went out together. It was a weird day today, a little bit. Yeah, but it was good. They, I had a really good fun time. They painted. They painted the back wall green in our outlet. Our Goodwill outlet is now green themed. And then they would call the numbers, and they'd be like, oh, "We're changing five and six. And I was like, "You took the numbers down. I don't know." They were calling her out, so I think uh, leaps and bounds ahead of the old outlet days because we were in a funk a little bit. But since we switched up, 
think we've got some new energy. I mean, I, rawr, like you could even tell that I'm actually part, rawr, part, rawr, not human. You've gotten. No, I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jaguar because as a part of our thrift haul today, the first thing we're going to go over is a gridiron grate of the Mark Brunel Jacksonville Jaguars, our first find of the day. Yeah, gridiron grate is not a compliment to Mark Brunel. It's the version of starting lineup that the figure is. So we're uh, looking at a Mark Brunel gridiron grate. Yes, yeah, starting lineup from 1998. Um, also in this series, Troy Aikman, Drew Bledsoe, John Elway, Barry Sanders, Junior Seau. So it's right in that mid to late 90s vibe. Imagine having options to all of those people. Troy Aikman, Drew Bledsoe, John Elway, Junior Seau, Steve Young, Barry Sanders. And Mark Brunel is my favorite player. And, and picking Mark Brunel. Brunel. But I'm, I give you credit for picking the underdog, like of the group of seven Mark Brunel's got to be the most sought-after figure. Well, in 1996, uh, 1995 was when I got super into football. 1996, I was already hooked on it, and uh, Carolina Panthers and the Jacksonville Jaguars were two expansion teams that, um, when I first got into football, they were new to the scene. So I wanted to attach myself to one of those. I did the same thing, but I went with Carolina. And then Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins, because he was a Penn State guy. And back then, things we didn't know. Yeah. But Penn State was like, you know, everybody in my family was Penn State. And Kerry Collins was seemed to be a really likable guy. And uh-huh. so, I didn't know that you were on the Carolina side of the coin between Carolina and I got a Carolina starter jacket. No shit. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I had that, like, the inaugural season. I was like, boom. I'm on board. Backstory, Mark Brunel, if you don't know who he is, he led the Jacksonville Jaguars to an AFC championship, and they were expansion team. He carried them on the whole team on his back. I was going to say, who else was on that team when they did that, other than Mark Brunel? Yeah, Keenan McCardell at the time. Um, there, there's a couple other. I don't want to spoil it because there's something I, I want to <laughs> get into about that team. Okay. Um, but Mark Brunel was originally drafted by the Green Bay Packers in the fifth round in 1993. And at the time, Seattle Seahawks, their fans were critical uh, of the decision because they needed a quarterback, but Seattle wanted Mark Brunel. And they instead blew their load because they had the second overall pick, and they picked Rick Mir. Oh, okay. And he was a bust. Yeah. He was a complete bust. I remember that because I had collected his college cards because everybody thought he was going to be a big thing. Yeah. And he went out to Seattle, and it just didn't work. Be going in, into the offseason, they knew they needed a QB, but it was one of those that with Seattle having the second pick overall in the first round, like they were looking for uh, – I think they were looking for a D tackle at the time. And when Mir got off the board, like Seattle was like, fuck. And it's not that Mir was bad at the time. It's just like – they needed other stuff, yeah. and they used their second overall for who ended up being a bust. Um, but Brunel played two games in two years for the Packers because he was backing up uh, Favre. And so when the Jaguars came into the league, the Packers dealt Mark Brunel to the expansion team. So he was a castaway, and he like, took that franchise on his fucking back. And he's like, I got you guys. Like I've been watching Favre. I got a little bit of knowledge. I got some fresh wrang- Wrangler jeans. Let's go mm-hmm. and win this shit. And so when I found that starting lineup of Brunel, that's my favorite player of all time. And I've often thought of getting his number eight in the Jacksonville Jaguar logo somewhere on my body tattooed. That wouldn't even be the top three worst tattoos I have. 
is the thing. I have some pretty uncommon things on me that I just do. I think it would be the one that I would have the most questions about. Really? Yeah. Like, I understand, like, you know, like, the cat, the wrestling. Like, Mm -hmm. I get that stuff. Yeah, space. Like, I get that stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, but, like... Mark Brunel. <laughs> Mark Brunel, baby. He was uh, he was a super uh, Super Bowl forty four champion. Um, not with the Jaguars. He was a backup with the uh, Saints at the time. Uh, Three time Pro Bowler, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety nine. He was the NFL passing yards leader in nineteen ninety six, and a national champion when he was in college in ninety one. Yeah. Um, and he was also part of the pride of the Jaguars. Now, do you know about the pride of the Jaguars? I don't know, but I can guess. I think it's, you know, like the uh, the Ring of Honor stuff. So Jacksonville has the pride of the Jaguars. So only the elite Jacksonville Jaguars get to that echelon. Get um, to be in the pride. Yes. So Mark Brunel himself was inducted in 2013. I wanted to bring to you, could you name, there's, uh, there's three other football players from the Jaguars that made it to the pride of the Jaguars. Who are the other three gentlemen in that pack? So we got Mark Brunel in 2013. Oh man, I don't I don't have the I'll give you idea. I'll give you a clue. One of them was an offensive lineman. One of them was a running back and one of them was a wide receiver. The other three people in the pride of the Jaguars. Was the wide receiver Keenan McCardle? No. No? No. 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 The wide receiver was Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Oh. So we have uh, Brunel, Jimmy Smith, the offensive lineman, one of the best in the business ever, Tony Baselli. Offensive tackle, Tony Baselli. I don't know who the fuck Tony. Tony Baselli. You could tell me that Tony Baselli was on the second season of The Sopranos as a minor <laughs> character, and I'd been like, yeah, yeah, the guy by the river. Yeah, Tony, Tony. Tony yeah, Tony he's Bus- in the pride. He's in the pride of the Jaguars. Yeah. Oh, no idea. Okay. And he was actually the first person in the pride of the Jaguars. Two thousand six. They made it because of Tony. Uh, oh. Did Running he die? Back? Is he alive? No, he's alive. He's okay, well, I, I wasn't sure if it was well. like an in memoriam kind of thing. Like, <laughs> let's establish the pride of the Jaguars. Just put him in it for right now. For right now. The we'll see where it goes. The passed away Jaguar. But Tony, Bus- I never heard of the guy. <laughs> like, the only Jacksonville Jaguar to die ever. Yeah. Did he, he die on the field? Was it like a last Boy Scout situation? No. And then Fred Taylor, running back Fred Taylor. Okay. Fred Taylor. I wouldn't have guessed Fred Taylor because he went all a little bit all over the place. Yeah, and that's when you were like, well, who's a part of that team? That's why I was like, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But also, Wayne and Dolores Weaver, the original owners of the Jaguars, they got put in there. Like, they sold hot dogs <laughs> down on 4th. Yeah. So, we have Baselli, Taylor, Brunel, Jimmy Smith, and the Weavers. That's in the pride of the Jaguars. Uh-huh. Why does the Florida owners, why are they just like two old Florida retirees? Or like, well, They sold the team in 2011, so there's a new owner from there. I, off the top of my head, I can't remember, but he has a Salvador Dali mustache. I remember, look, yeah. I don't, Rivera? No. Yes. No. Yes. No, I don't think so. Uh, Rivera coached it. No, he was the Panthers. Yeah. Um, here's another trivia question where there's no way you know the answer to this. But if you do, we do this quite often. I set you up a lot. Yeah. So what NFL quarterback, and I'll give you a clue in it. What NFL quarterback 
that he also played on the same team as wiped a booger on him on the sidelines and it was caught via camera. You could look up Mark Brunel booger incident and a a quarterback picked his nose and wiped it right on him. And they both laughed. So it wasn't like it wasn't like a secret booger. It was like <laughs> and they laughed and they caught that. What quarterback that he played on the same team as? Was it Favre? No, it wasn't Favre. Favre strikes me as somebody who would whip a booger on you. It was the New York Jets' Mark Sanchez at the time. He was backing up Mark Sanchez, and there was a little uh, uh, off to the sideline. They just caught him. You know those like weird B-roll shots they do? Yeah. Mark they- Sanchez's most famous moment, if for people who don't know him, is is fumbling the ball off of his center's butt. Yeah, and then like for a while, right before... like. YouTube was a thing. He was like getting drunk and posting videos on stuff. Yeah, just not a response. I don't know where he even is now. Well, he fell on his feet a couple of years ago. He was he was uh, looking to be a, a starting quarterback again, but it, you know it didn't work out. But he he still was employed after the Jets. Like he shot the bed in New York, but he then went on to at least be employed somewhere. Yeah, yeah, Canadian yeah. football. So Mark Brunel, the gridiron great himself. Uh, a rare figure in that series, they actually made a Bart Bart Star that's like 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. Unfortunately, and that's why I save it to last, these guys, not the most expensive thing that I've said on the show. You could actually buy this whole thing in box for like six bucks. Really? <laughs> Mark for six Everybody bucks. thought it was going to be a big thing. And they're well, like- the other ones are. Really? I <laughs> see. I thought Mark Brunel, like, because he would, like, be the least purchased he would be the most sought after later yeah because there you think there'd be less figures people don't want the whole collection they just want you know the barry sanders he's in in the pride of the jaguars for god's sakes plus he's like this isn't even like mark brunel like in any big moment he's throwing like a six yard down the sideline run out the clock rough and tumble pass no helmet yeah he is away jersey (laughs) away white away jersey but I got it in box, so that was cool. I was really happy about that. Yeah, it's in good condition. Mm-hmm. Kenner, you know. Yeah, Kenner. A lot but, of cool stuff. But, yeah, it's kind of uh, changing the guard of the outlet. There's a lot of new people there today. Um, and we actually, when we were digging through the bins, I kind of collected, I'd say about 70% of them, but then I gave them over to you. Uh, you got yourself a record haul today, a pretty decent one too. Yeah, right after uh, one of the changes, that was the same one I got my sneaks. I oh, got cool. a, yeah, oh pair, yeah, you got like a pair of Nikes. Yeah, too. I got a nice pair of like Nike running shoes. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that I'm going to use them for running; they're just going to be shoes. Hell no. Shoes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, at the very end, there was a crate or a box that had mm-hmm. records, and uh, some of them had spilled out. They were all through the bin. And you never know with records what you're going to get because it's mostly if it's like in a big haul like that's usually shit. But there were some good ones in this one. Yeah, a lot of times it's the Lawrence Welks, it's the Polkas. You know, it's a lot of just Christmas stuff. Yeah, classical music, uh, Doctor Shivago soundtracks, mm-hmm. shit like that that nobody really wants to listen to under the age of seventy. Yeah, uh, but this was not that. No. And this was really nice. You, yeah, you grabbed a ton. I found the box of it, mm-hmm. and we put them together and kind of, kind of went to the other side of the store. After well, we that was at- the thing. There was like, I guess the best way of saying it, there was a couple people like kind of like sponsoring us, like sort of like around us, because we had taken the original find out of the bin to kind of take it where our cart was against the wall, where base was, 
and you were kind of like flipping through it like by the bin and there was like an older guy and then that younger guy that's always there and they were just like like ready like vultures if you would have accidentally put one down they would have like gripped it up and they did by the way that's exactly what it was was that you and i were like you know like mm-hmm. wolves we had found some you know we had found a kill you know we got yeah. a good thing you know finally we're gonna eat you know like mm-hmm. we can sit there and enjoy this and then they start like hovering around mm-hmm. and they're like hey uh you find any polka in there the guy says to me do you find any polka in there I only buy the polka ones. Well, I'm like, get out of it. Well, the fuck no- you do. <laughs> Nobody only buys the polka ones. And he and and so as you were flipping through these and discarding the ones you didn't like, he would immediately like spin them towards him to see what they were. So I was kind of by you doing that, and I said, you know what, just hand them to me because I feel like if it, it he they're just gonna grab them. So you started handing them to me, and I know that you got like Led Zeppelin two in that. Um, you got Let It Be by the Beatles was in that. Help, I got yeah. Beatles help. Um, I got a uh, Rare Earth Live, uh-huh. um, which is just a really cool. Um, it's like a like a pocket bag kind of thing that the flap opens up. Yep, really cool style. Um, and then I got uh, a Weird Owl, a Weird Owl one, and uh, Wendy Carlos um, doing their interpretation of Peter the Wolf. Yeah, and you know some cool Peter the Wolf stuff too. You were you were, we took some uh, time to kind of look that up, um, but the the weird owl one, uh, friend of the show on the show before, Ryan Thompson, known comedian. Um, he loves uh, Weird Al. He has a Weird Al collection. He got everything, and we informed him of the Weird Al find, and our boy did not have that Weird Al record. So I guess it's a rare Weird Al because he has liter- legit all Weird Al. Yeah, so all of them. he bought that new. They came out with that big box set of, mm-hmm. like, you know, hit the whole, like, accordion thing and I Ryan had pre-ordered it so we got all the bonuses mm-hmm. but that album wasn't a part of it wasn't in it so I it wanted now. I wanted to have Ryan on the show and have him do something for the record and then give him the record and you're like nah man I already said I'd give it to him so it's, I was like well bury the lead brother no and you know that's the thing is that like I definitely enjoy the hunt I like looking for that stuff but like same thing we found a great haul you know mm-hmm. and like Invite a brother in on it. I'd much rather he get it than one of those vultures that yeah, you know would, sure. would hover around and claim that they only buy polka. And uh, I had uh, a a different type of haul which I ended up not getting, but I was kind of back and forth on. I found today, if you remember, all that Coke stuff, like yeah, the, the soda Coke collection. Coke, I would have. Wouldn't that be nuts if I found like cocaine to drug? <laughs> so we also like, passed on cocaine. We also to drug. found three and a half kilos <laughs> of cocaine to drug. It was Coca Cola, the soda. Yeah, yeah, so it was some. So Coca Cola, it was like old Coke bottles. It was like old Coke cans, Coke glasses. It was like somebody's whole Coke collection. It's a dangerous road, man, because like yeah. once you tell people, my brother did that. Like somebody asked him one year for Christmas, they're like, what are you collecting? He's like, I oh. don't coke stuff and and then coke the drug ended up being in your home for that that ne- that following christmas oh i wish we would have never told anybody there was a problem but for <laughs> years he got coca-cola shit just everybody would buy him coca-cola stuff for the longest time and finally we've gotten everybody to like correct the chill on that we don't collect coke chill, <laughs> like, chill on that like, i don't collect that anymore yeah so i was gonna get the whole haul or none at all, because I'm not just going to pick one can or bottle yeah. up. And I was like, what am I going to do you with this? You should have drank the soda, though. Yeah. Um, I should have done that. I should have done that. Would you 
How much would you give me to drink the soda? A dollar. You would tell me to do things for a dollar. Stop I, telling me to. I will not do anything. For here's a buck. my thing: is that like if it costs like well, I told you today to, <laughs> to to lick blood off a wall yeah. for a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> Just, there was blood on the wall at our workplace, which is neither here nor there. <laughs> and you're trying to lick, have me lick it for a buck. If you gave me twenty, I would have done it. No, I would have done it. That's my thing: is that like as entertaining as it would be to watch you do that. For a dollar, like I'm not doing anything for a buck. You can go find. I can watch. I wouldn't tie your shoe for a dollar. I can watch somebody, you know, like ride a skateboard into cactus in their underwear on YouTube. You know, mm-hmm. like I can watch somebody do something hilarious for free. Like mm. it's worth a dollar. Licking blood is cool, though. You no, pay it's for not. That. It's a lot cooler than jumping in a cactus. I ate a ladybug for three bucks one time. I would have done five on that. I would have done five on that. I tried to barter, I think, but three was where we landed. Yeah. It was probably negotiated originally as a dollar. It's just where we start things in my family. Well, my whole haul today, it was 87 cents. Yeah, it wasn't even a dollar. 87 cents was my whole haul today. No, and I was uh, I was like $3.84. I had nine records, a pair of shoes, a book, mm-hmm. a coloring book, like a, a really decent amount of stuff. Uh, something else that I got today, and we're actually going to be playing this game live on the show at the second act of, of the show. So that's uh, our second Fipe we're going to do, find it, play it, second act. I got Outrun for Sega Genesis from 1991 complete. And what I mean by complete, I mean it's not sealed, but it's the box, the manual, and the cartridge. Yeah, and a lot of times we don't find that. We found yeah. just the disc or just the cartridge. So or, many just the cartridges. And Yeah, and a lot of people just take the cartridge and then leave the box behind. Which makes no sense, by the, the way. box doesn't weigh anything, you no. know? Like 87 cents, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it weighs nothing, you know? Just to incorporate it in. It- and, and OutRun was originally an arcade game released by Sega in 1986. So the late 80s early to mid 90s everybody was playing that in the arcade and it won the best arcade game of the year in 1988 and what it is it's a 3d driving video game in which a player controls a ferrari spider from a third person perspective and it was the first game to do that um and it by 1994 just the arcade cabinet of that sold by 1994, sold 30,000 arcade cabinets worldwide. Yeah, because it had, like, an actual steering wheel. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, like any joystick thing. It was, like, an actual wheel. And the creator, used Suzuki, actually toured U- Europe in a BMW 520 for two weeks to get ideas for scenery in that game. Which is, like, I get it. I totally get it. I know you're making that face. I totally get it. But, I mean, it's... How could you tour Europe and then put like palm trees in a sky? I don't need to tour Europe in a BMW. It's to clearly get that. California, right? <laughs> right. Like, the whole fucking game. Is... The game is I'm in California. Yeah. Well, he toured Europe to know that. I, that's why I gave the face because I was really disappointed that he was able to convince his company that just mm-hmm. like I'm gonna go to Europe for two weeks and they're like, we'll pay. You know, if it's for the game, you know, the internet. And he exist. comes back. He goes ah. <laughs> well, it's going to be in California, I forgot to mention. So I toured Europe, and it's pretty gray. Um, I'm going to go to California for three weeks, if you don't mind. But back in my arcade days, I actually had a super fun time playing this, because I remember the old-style red car Ferrari cabinet that I would play in the mid-90s, 
and there was so many different versions of this game like released on uh like future consoles um the sega genesis had one they kept going there were, i believe there was one for playstation there there were so many that even there was one for xbox as yeah well. i was gonna say they made sequels and updated it and there's a lot of nostalgia mm-hmm. around this game. Do you remember it back in the arcade days? Yeah, yeah, I do. And that's I what I was going to say is yeah. like with the nostalgia and the things that are built around it is I don't understand it cuz I think this game is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get it like nothing about it. I don't see it at all mm-hmm. like it's just frustrating. It's a stupid concept. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. It's not a race. You're just a guy. Against the clock. It's a race against the clock. To, like, do what? Like, just what do you... get places quicker than someone else. Yeah, because you're in a Ferrari and with your blonde girlfriend. And the back of it says, um, barrel down the straightaway and bank your way into turns as you master the world's most challenging raceway. Yeah. You're not on a raceway. You're on a highway. Like, there's a thing at the beginning that's like... You dodge cars. That's part of it. There's a thing at the beginning that's like, start. And it's Mm -hmm. got all these people lined up, and they cheer for you. And they're like, yay, start. And then you go, and you're not racing anybody. Mm -hmm. You're just driving with your girlfriend in California. (laughs) Outrun is not just a test of who could drive the fastest. It's also a matter of who can play the best strategy. Each race is different and demands a new strategy. Race at top speed towards the finish line. Enjoy such realistic features as acceleration, <laughs> line changes, diversified terrain, sudden curves, and much more. Going left and right. Such realistic features as acceleration. Having gas and turning <laughs> the wheel are amazing features in this racing and game. And when you wipe out on OutRun, like when you wreck into trees or wreck into like whatever, you know, signs or whatever, your car flips, your Ferrari flips, that, and your girlfriend flies, you fly, that, and then you're fine at the end. That was like the signature wreck for a lot of video games of that era because Road Rash had the exact same... Mm-hmm wreck thing the where flippy dude. you would flip your motorcycle over and over and then your guy would get up and he would run back to it mm-hmm. and outrun yeah you just go and she gets up you guys are perfectly fine like and then you just race to the next yeah you just go get, at it get right back in and keep going on your race to wherever so we're actually going to give this a go we're each gonna go um I, we'll flip a coin who who races I'm going to get frustrated with it. I Do you want to go mate well then maybe I'll I'll default to you. Would you rather go first or second on it? I don't care cuz I'm going to hate it either way. I fucking I just I already know like I didn't like this game when it came out. I haven't gotten any better at it since I can guarantee that. Um Yeah. So I don't it doesn't matter. We'll flip a coin. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, find it play it Phoebe. We're playing Outrun for Sega Genesis.
You know, I was fortunate enough to play with some great quarterbacks in the NFL, Joe Montana, Brett Favre, Randall Cunningham. Mark Burnell was a combination of all three. Well, Mark was a quarterback that, because of his athleticism, was well-suited to play really in, I, I think, any era of the game. He could extend plays much like a lot of the quarterbacks do in today's game, but he was kind of ahead of his time. He brought such an athletic ability. He was fast. He could run. He was a guy that could, you know, he could move. You know, he would scramble at times. He had, he had some quickness, but he was also a great, great passer. I mean, I don't think anybody threw a better deep ball than Mark did. When we were putting together the Jaguar organization, we had no players, but we were building for the future, and I really felt that this young man, Mark Brunel, would be our guy for the future. Now, of course, history has been written. Brunel under center. He'll take the snap and drop back to throw. Pressure coming. He's jumping out to the near side. Pump action cuts across the 50. Breaks a tackle at the 45. He's at the 40. Mark Brunel running to the far side like turns the corner. 35-30. Down to the 25. An inside move leaping for the 21. Mark Brunel with a masterful run. Mark was a tremendously talented quarterback. His unique ability to be able to run, throw with such precision just made him just a, a, a real dangerous weapon for us. Of course, you've seen him flip over guys in the end zone with the ball. A lot of great plays that Mark has made. I remember you always used to say, man, without you and Jimmy, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at, you know. But I want to say, without you, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Has time. Now looks long downfield for Keenan McCardell. McCardell's got the ball. 10, 5, touchdown, Jacksonville. Lancey's looking for Jimmy Smith down the sideline. Smith gets behind the coverage, makes the catch. Touchdown, Jacksonville. 10, 5, Brunel leaps. Touchdown, Jacksonville. He's on the run to his left, throwing downfield. Pump fake. Now turns and throws. He's hit as he throws. He's got Keenan all alone. Keenan makes the catch at the 10. Tight ropes down the sideline, and the referee signal touchdown. He went above and beyond just to make sure that you felt accepted and to make sure that you knew that he cared. A great leader, a good man, and uh, we consider him a brother. Without you and our relationship, I wouldn't be where I am today. Mark Burnell, you were one of the best. Brother, we were fortunate to have you. Congratulations, Mark, on your induction into the pride of the Jaguars. Okay, I want no excuses this time. All right. No excuses this time. Okay, so we play, we played around between Act 1 and Act 2. I'm not going to say who won, but I will say who lost. Josh did lose. I was going to say you started it with no excuses, so it's pretty evident that yeah. things did not go well yeah, for things me. Didn't, things didn't go well, but we're going to give it a go because we're going to play Outrun. And now, I, we're gonna pick 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 a cooler song. I'm gonna go with Magical Sound Shower. So you could pick Passing Breeze, Magical Sound Shower, pla- Splash Wave, and Step on Beat. Step on Beat was not good to you. Pick something else. Yeah, Step on Beat is what I raced to before, and it was pretty awful. Okay, so Outrun. All right, you got 75 seconds. So at the end of 75 seconds, we're gonna count your point total. 
Yeah, that's how the fairest way to score this, since it's a time thing mm -hmm. over that. Like, oh, you're grinding on that. You're grinding on that. You were so close to those palm trees. I'm trying to get a little bit of a different strategy because yeah. I was really... And that's one of my issues with this game, is that it's just timed and you're not really racing. Yeah. You're just a dickhead in a Ferrari with his girlfriend. With your girl, Joyride. Trying to show off. 45 seconds left. You're passing a body of water on your left. Um, the acceleration is a brand new feature for the Sega Genesis here, and that's what they were saying on the box. This is what it had. So when you turn around those corners and outrun, you want to hit those corners hard to get yourself some acceleration. And this was like a... Uh, you have, you have 300,000 points right now with 25 seconds left. This was like a revolutionary racing game. Like, would you say it was like six on the most influential racing games ever IGN or something? IGN rated this the fourth most innovative and uh, out of, I believe in 2015, it was IGN rated it the fourth, fourth most rated racing game of all time. Most innovative. Fourth. Fourth. Yeah. So I don't you know. hit some sand. I know. I, that's why I stuttered because I saw you. You hit some sand here, and I think it's gonna mess you up. Oh, 46, five. Well, I missed what it went to. Four. Yeah. Okay. 46, 46 five thirty-three. Yep. Forty-six. We'll just knock that last zero off because you never get anything that's not no. a zero there. Okay. So you have forty-six thousand. Five hundred and thirty-three. I. Yeah. I made it farther distance-wise than I yeah. did previously. Well, I think what hurt you there is you try to make the strategy of hitting those corners hard, but you dusted up some sand, kid. I, I dusted up some hardcore sand. I spent a good three seconds going through the sand there, and you can hear the sad music playing me out. The, the, the 80s theme song credits. I come in second. Second place. Okay. Silver medal. All right, I'm going to give it a go because it's a one-player game. Let's go. All right. And that's the thing is that Rocky didn't win in Rocky 1. So I'm willing to concede a little bit for these shitty I'm games. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to play because you could pick the theme here. I'm going to pick Step on Beat. No, Step on Beat's the one I did. It's terrible. I think I'm going to pick it to see if I could overcome Step on Beat. All right. Best of luck to you. I'm going to drive with my girl in the car. I want to put on the Step on Beat. It's 80.3 on the radio. 80.3. Look at the hand. It's... Ooh, veiny and weird. Yeah, it's very, really lumpy. All right. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready, Todd. All right. I'm going right off the bat here. 70 seconds. Already five seconds in. Yeah, don't forget to hit A in every turn. I'm trying to hit the corners hard, but not, not as hard as you did. You should hit that palm tree hard. No, 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 no. When, first, when you first said hit A on the... I. I, for a second, almost did just because you said it. All right, that's what I was trying to yeah. do. The, absolutely. I think that's the brake button. I don't know. I didn't use a brake at all in mine. I just took my finger off the gas. But So pass, passing the ocean, I think I'm doing the same amount. We have uh, the same amount of points. You're about, yeah, you're halfway, and you don't have half as many points as I did, though. So I'm a little worried about that. But um, All right, I'm hitting the big bend here. The big bend. Oh, I feel like I hit that bend better than you did. We'll see. See, and I should mention that the first time we did a little race, you pounded a beer right beforehand. Yeah, I did not pound a beer right before. But I did pound a pounder right before. Did not, did not pound the beer before this, before this one. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, oh, he wrecked! 
Oh, it's game over. It's game over. You hit, you hit a sign for an ice cream shop. No, I hit the ice cream shop That's what you get for drinking and driving. Oh, my God. By drinking and driving, cut off the Oh, I win. I win. If we would have played that 10 out of 10 times, I would have won. You said it doesn't matter. You No excuses. Oh, no You said no excuses. I win. How much? You beat me by a thousand? Um, I don't remember. What did I have? I have 45,066. Didn't you have 46,000? Yeah, I think so. Hold, oh, no, you had 46... I, I pounded I beat you by 10,000? God damn it. 1,000? I don't know. I went... I got so nervous. I got so nervous at the end. Because I... I hear, you know what it I did? It wasn't the wreck where you go flying out of the car, though. To your no. credit, it would just spun you out. No. The reason why I did that is because I looked up, and that was my thing. I looked up because I saw the time, and I saw my score, and I was on pace to beat you. I was on pace to beat you, and I was like, oh, and then I got scared. Tortoise in the hair. He oh takes a God. moment to stretch his legs. He's like, oh, I got this victory in the can. Boom, I'm going to gloat for... So I won the first Feepy. You won the second Feepy. Yeah. How did you beat me in that? That was my, that was a lock. This is... That was a lock. And now you know how it feels. Now you know how this is just like when we played wrestling. Now you know exactly how it feels. You oh thought you had it. Oh, my God. Boom, at least I didn't yell... I kicked that bitch right in the face. <laughs> I kicked the son of a bitch over the top rope. Kick that son of a bitch. I wrecked the son of a bitch into the ice cream you, store. Yeah, although you didn't go flying, but you didn't win. How did uh, I blow that? You you hit a sign, I mean. Uh, I might have dusted up a little sand. You made a big deal about me dusting up the sand. <laughs> I didn't dust up I a sign. I did more sign. than dust up the sand. I destroyed my car. And dust also my relationship. We, I, I, I busted. I was trying to be a cool cat in front of my lady friend, and I wrecked the car. A she's, Ferrari. She's still with you. You have a Ferrari. Oh, God. Uh, she's okay. not going to break up with you because you wrecked the Ferrari. Now you're going to have to go to the dealer. And I'm going to get well, I'm gonna get you next episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try try to find a game when we go out thrifting i'm gonna uh i'm gonna try twice as hard just the game a you can game. beat me in yeah but if you if you haven't subscribed to the show already thriftypodcast.com um throw us an itunes review we're still needing some of those uh, over on itunes uh send us a pic of your thrift hauls we got some in last week or send us questions for the roach coach that's when we answer Mark your Brunel memorabilia if you've got some of that laying around yeah thrifty podcast at yahoo.com yes i still use yahoo a big shout out to bluffs for alternate reality that's the theme to our show for many reasons and most of all everybody and me included get roached